Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. What's up, what's up, my little tiddlywinks? It is Jackie here. I got a quick favor to ask of all of you guys today. Thank you so much for listening over the years, but we do need a little bit of your help. If you could just fill out the survey that's in the description of the show today, or it's also on my Instagram, at JackThatWorm, that would be awesome. It's only going to take a few seconds, I swear. All of the information is confidential, and we don't take emails or names. That would help us so much. Thank you guys for everything. Love you, love you, love you. Hit it with page seven. Oh, is it the episode we've all been waiting for? I think it is. How gay is Cheryl? She's so <laughs> fucking gay. <laughs> oh my god, this episode. Wow. I mean, I think the hottest episode yet. If we're talking like straight up hotness, yeah, this was by far the hottest episode of Riverdale that there has ever been. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have to start off this Riverdale with a confession, which is, I think, appropriate since Cheryl is in a nunnery. <laughs> uh, I come to confess my sins, which is I totally thought that I had watched Riverdale this week, and somehow I hadn't. I blame the pregnancy. And <laughs> Oh, go ahead. But, oh, soon you're going to be blaming the baby, but now you're blaming the pregnancy. Oh, no. Now it's inside me. Because <laughs> I remember Cheryl going off to the nunnery and being like, okay, all right, gay conversion. And when we started talking about it, and I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound familiar. So this week's Riverdale Roundup is going to be special for me because basically I'm going to live it through your two's eyes, which is going to be really interesting and trippy all right well let's start off let, let's just go ahead and tell you what happened as far as the caged heat went caged heat <laughs> i did i also missed the fact that they called it caged heat it makes no, they me so sad they didn't matter cage, caged heat was an old series of softcore porn movies about women in prison together God, I fucking, ooh, now I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so TT figures out, and by the way, we did find out, we did find out TT's real name. How real sexy name, is her name, though? 
Antoinette de Paz. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so she, her, Josie, and Veronica go to the Blossom House so they can figure out what's going on. Where did Cheryl go? Because they know she didn't go to Switzerland to a private girls' school. So they sit down, and what does Mrs. Blossom do but drop the bombshell on Josie that... Cheryl had been drawing a little bit of Yowie art, a little bit of fan fiction of Cheryl and Josie in an embrace. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Where, where did that bitch find the time to go through Cheryl's shit to find <laughs> that picture? Thank you very much. She was drawing like like smut of the of, of Cheryl. Cheryl was drawing like like fanfic porn of her and Josie making out? Not no. smut. It was more like them in a loving embrace. Okay. Yes, it was definitely a more romantic picture. Yes, okay. Definitely a more romantic picture. So they finally brought in the whole Josie Cheryl thing with the pig heart kind of. They alluded to the pig heart a little bit like, she sent me a pig heart. I'm so freaked out. Although, I'm, so, I'm glad we've been waiting for that plotline to come back. But, but at the same a- time, did Cheryl put the pig heart in there? I don't think that she did. I don't think that she did. And it also, it kind of felt like they con- they created this whole gay conversion storyline just to explain away that plotline. Uh-huh. They were like, oh shit, we have a whole fucking thread hanging out that we need to tie <laughs> off. Cheryl's gay. <laughs> <laughs> so Josie freaks out. She's like, I'm not, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm freaked out because Cheryl is obsessed with me. Uh, so, but Tiki, also, why? You know what? I thought that was quite a fault in her character. By I the think way, so too. Give me a break. You know, it's like people have crushes on people all the time. You know how many times I would write Mrs. Jackie, whatever the last name I'm obsessed <laughs> with. It's like every time you have your fucking flavor of the week. Give me a break. She had a crush on you. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, that's annoying. And also, Josie is like you know a little micro celebrity in high school. So yeah. if people have crushes on her, then that's even more to be expected. It's not a weird thing at all. Josie grossly overreacted. Yeah, it's a little homophobic, Josie. Oh, very mm-hmm. much so. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to school and they don't know what to do. But then as TT is in class, she gets a call over the intercom that says, you have a phone call. But that's And that's when we find out her name. Antoinette DePaz, you have a phone call. What so I she- find so interesting is that Nana had thrown herself out of her non-wheelchair, dragged herself to a phone so that she could call, not the police, of two people trying to kill people. She called the high school to talk to Cheryl's lesbian crush about what's going on with Cheryl. Nana is a lifesaver throughout this series, honestly. She's like the, she's really the unsung hero of Riverdale. She's the lucky old bird. (laughs) Thank God she survived. Survived that fall. <laughs> she did survive the fall, although it was a hard fall. She fell really hard on that floor, but she made it there. And so she uh, finally talks to TT. She's like, "It's Grandmother Blossom." <laughs> and it's like Cheryl is with the sisters of. And then that's when Claudia shows up and cuts the cord. And dun dun dun. 
on. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And so after that, um, Titi goes back and talks to Veronica. And Veronica gets the idea. Like, ooh, I don't know what the sisters mean, but I know who might. So they go to Kevin. Let's go Kev- find the only other gay person in this neighborhood. <laughs> and that gay must know where all the gays get shipped to. The gay boy knows about the non-convent conversion therapy for girls. And the gay boy not only knew where they sent all the other gay boys and girls, but he also knew of a secret gay hole that led out of the convent to where all the gays hooked up. That's a great gay network, honestly. So ridiculous to me that there was, there's an escape hatch. So, okay, so what essentially is that there's an escape hatch at this gay conversion nunnery that also takes orphans that people go to fuck, and what, do they just go back into the gay conversion camp? It sounds like that's exactly what they do. They just sneak back in after hooking up in the forest. You know, remember when Kevin was going to that hookup spot back when the Black Hood was running around? Yeah, and I liked that because I was like, oh, they're doing cruising. That's yeah. cool. And apparently those forests are also filled with boys trying to escape the gay conversion therapy convent. Fucking <laughs> <right>. in tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the question of why they would then go back through the tunnel to the torture place is, is an interesting one. Oh, yeah. And they definitely show like what they do in the actual gay conversion therapy center they uh what they do is they sh- they have movie night and movie night is like old 50s style it's like well we see our two boys here walking along the riverside and then one of the, it's like kevin and moose because cheryl apparently watches the vi- the movies and imagines her friends in the situations so the movie suddenly turns to kevin and moose walking along the river it's like yeah man i could really go for a swim right now but you know, I didn't bring my swim trunks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most gay porn thing that you could imagine. It's like, well, you know, we don't really need swim trunks. You know, we could just, I guess we could just skinny dip. Wow. Yeah. Which and is sexy. Th- but also what I find very interesting that a huge part about um, of gay conversion in the ideology of Riverdale is taking big sacks of heavy things and moving <laughs> them from one side of the room to the other. That's all <laughs> Cheryl is doing. She's in a dirty basement moving sacks of, what is it? Mead, I don't know, cornmeal, <laughs> flour, rice, from back and forth to the sides of this fucking room. And that's how they're converting her through yeah. hard blue collar, or what is that? Is that white collar? Blue collar. Blue, blue, blue collar labor. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're apparently, they're trying to exhaust her. And they're doing this. <laughs> they're do- Yes, they're trying to work the gay out of her. I'm not quite sure how that works, but that's what they were trying to do. Uh, so. Also, I did forget, though, that before that the line that Veronica said when TT goes to her asking for her help, she goes, between God and Gucci, I hope Cheryl's safe wherever she is. (laughs) That is a good Veronica line. (laughs) That's real Veronica shit. (laughs) So the girls figure up a plan. They're going to go rescue Cheryl, and they put on the sexiest outfits possible to do it. Are, why? Just for fun? Are they in a disguise? Funsies. Okay. But, all right. but, but 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's for fun. Okay, great. Like I was uh, worried you were gonna be like they tra- they dressed up like they were gay or something like <laughs> to try to sneak in. It they was very on, like S and M esque clothing. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, just yeah. sexy. Well, well, TT kept you know her fishnets and you know the the low cut shirts and yes, all that, uh, and you know the belly shirts and all that with her leather jacket. She wore a Southside Serpent's jacket, of course. Uh-huh. Of course. Uh huh. But Veronica, Veronica dressed in this skin-tight black bodysuit that had a cutout where her cleavage is, and she was wearing a very loose-fitting bra, let's say. let's, Let's just say that Veronica running was quite fun to watch really oh, oh yeah. yes oh yeah and, and she's she, your fave she ran a lot <laughs> she ran a lot in that episode so they what i love though is that once they're inside of the gay conversion nunnery uh After they're they just go like through the gay hole they're just like walking around this place going Cheryl! <laughs> so the gay intel from Kevin only got them so far. It only got them through the hole. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's the dumb thing, yeah, because they get they get in and they go like, okay, we've got to be quiet. We go from room to room, and then we see which one she's in, and then we keep searching until we find her. And then, yeah, she, they just walk in and start going, Cheryl! <laughs> Cheryl! Wait, Cheryl! And then, of course, Cheryl is in movie night. And so T.T. runs in while screaming, Cheryl, are you in here? And then Cheryl sees her and goes, T.T.? Well, I don't think she said T.T. She didn't say T.T., which made me very sad, but I really wish she had. But also, you know what, Marcus? She was exhausted from moving those bags from one end of the room to the other. (laughs) And so Cheryl stands up and she runs to where TT is, she's who's TT standing in front of the projector that's showing the anti-gay movie, and they kiss. They kiss. They Ooh. share a loving embrace and a loving kiss. It lasts a long time, but it's oh, it not. Does. It's not exploitative, and it's not meant to be like sexy or anything like that. It's no. a very sweet kiss. It's like a the embrace of two reunited lovers. It's Aww. a hero's kiss too, because yeah. it's like TT just saved the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. To the extent that they'll be able to get her out, which... Uh, and they got her out after they uh, after a chase scene involving a bunch of nuns. Ooh, fun. Oh, my God. What a great episode. <laughs> it's a great episode. This is only part of the episode, Molly. Yeah, this is only part... Yeah, this is only just... This is just what's going on in this plot line. Wow. Yeah, we haven't even got to Archie's dumb shit act antics <laughs> in this episode. Do you know or- how many times I wrote, shut up, Archie, in my notes while watching it? I wrote it so many times. Oh, my God. But what about the prison? Ah! Again, Ugh. with him in the prison. Uh, oh, it doesn't stop. Uh, and so what happens is they get away from the nuns, and they run through the gay hole, and then they close the door, and they put the crowbar through the door, and it's like there's a bunch of nuns on the other end, like bashing at it, and then they run off into the darkness. Uh, and then the next day, Cheryl just goes to school. She's just at school. She's at school being Cheryl again, too. Like not even, not even like a like a step happened. Oh no, no. And she's wearing Cheryl clothes, and uh, you know she's got full makeup on uh, and all of that. And then how she celebrates it uh, is Kevin is putting up the uh, he he's putting up the audition list for Carrie the musical, which Kevin is of course directing. Good timing. Uh huh. And then Cheryl goes up and says. Cancel the auditions for Carrie. I'm obviously Riverdale High's Carrie, <laughs> and I'm gonna burn this school to the ground. 
which is awesome. But also, you really can't threaten those things in schools anymore. And I don't know if she's aware of that. But also, yeah, bitch, burn that shit to the ground. Yeah. She's going to burn it to the ground, like, in her excellence as Carrie, or, like, actually she's going to burn it to the ground? I, I think in her excellence as get Carrie. And she doesn't actually say, I'm going to burn it to the ground. She said, and this school's going to burn. I see. Which is a much better line. Uh-huh. Also, technically, she is the opposite of the role of Carrie, but, you know, that's a whole other <laughs> bullshit. She's, oh, she's fully the opposite. If we really wanted to get, like, Riverdale's Carrie, we'd Ethel. go for or Ethel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Ethel would be the right choice here, but no. Nope, get up. Actually, mine and Carolina's first date was going and seeing Carrie at midnight showing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But although, it definitely would be Ethel, though. True, <laughs> although one of the things I like about Riverdale is that they don't really, for as much as they have like teen drama, Ethel doesn't really get bullied that much, right? Like in the first season when she needs help, like all the girls are like there for her. And mm-hmm. I really like that about like that that they're not just like automatically like girls are always horrible bitches. Like <laughs> like like I really like that they were like, yeah, everybody like totally has solidarity with Ethel, even though she's obviously like dorky. The loser. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, it seems it really seems like the the popular kids, the hot kids, fight with each other a lot more. Yeah, they don't they don't lash out to like lower status groups. No, although I would imagine Reggie probably gets up to some bad shit behind the scenes. Probably, but yeah. to be honest, that tracks with my in my high school experience. Like all the drama that I had was within kind of like equally low status friend groups you know <laughs> oh, like yeah. popular kids didn't give a shit about us like yeah. we they they had their own shit and we had our own shit and it wasn't like it wasn't like say by the bell or, or or how i thought high school was where it's like a very high status person picks on a very low status person for no reason i'm sure yeah. that that does happen in some schools but oh, yeah. with with I feel like it's it's much more likely to be kind of like within your little micro community, you know. Oh yeah. So which plot line do we want to go for next? Do we want to go for the Archie plot line or the Betty plot line? Because both are pretty juicy. Uh, they well, the are Archie less juicy. so. I think we should start with the Archie. Also, uh, I think we should go down the Archie class president line because also apparently Reggie and Josie are also um, in this election for some reason. <laughs> and why are they working together? Reggie and Josie. Yeah, Reggie and Josie are running mates. In Josie's betrayal of Veronica, she went to even though they even though they sing that women's suffrage song. Yeah. <laughs> and she, after that, she's gonna go to. And she's not even at the top of the ticket. Yeah, that's silly. I'm, J- Josie's not impressing me in this episode. Mm-mm. No, no, she's Josie's very upsetting in this episode. Mm-hmm. Really regressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Josie's they really fucked up Josie in the second season. Like they make her, they've made her a character to hate, and giving her the worst song she's ever sung la- episode before last did not help things at all. Yeah, no. I miss the other Pussycats too. I miss mm-hmm. who was that really hot one that Archie was dating for a while. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. I but like I, it started with a V, but it wasn't Veronica. It was uh, hot. Valerie? Hot. Valerie, Valerie, that's what it yeah, was. Val. She was so beautiful. I yeah. miss her. Yeah, I miss her too. But so, don't worry if you were wondering how um, Reggie and Archie were going to figure out who got the vote of the sports teams. Don't worry, they have an arm wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, Jackie, it's the bulldog vote. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, it's the bulldog vote. Is that the wrestling vote? <laughs> That's the wrestling team vote. Because there's a lot of jockeying for votes here. I mean, you got to think about the bulldog vote. The serpent vote is very much in play in this election. Oh, it's very controversial. I kind of oh. like how they're approaching it like a like unions. Like how, like you know, if yeah. you're running for governor in New York, you need to be like, well, you know, I obviously have the the 1099 vote. You know, like I feel like they're like gonna win without the wobbly. <laughs> like that, you need to get certain caucuses in the high school. I think that's kind of nice. Yeah, so the the epi- that plot line starts with uh, a, a debate uh, where there is you know Archie and uh, Veronica. And by the way, we totally missed that Archie is Veronica's running mate in this whole thing. Did we even talk about that? I that totally flew past me last episode. Did they say it last episode? Because I feel like they did it. Because when I, I saw them on stage, I was like, "What?" I thought that that it, when you said that that what that did sound familiar to me. Like maybe towards the end of the episode, he was like, "I've got your back, Ronnie," or something. Yeah. But um, but some a lot of times when Archie talks, you just kind of tune out. That's the thing. It's just like whatever you're saying is dumb. You yes. know? Yes. And Archie continues the dumbness because like it's in the this is a high school student council debate, and what does Archie bring up? Just guess. The prison. The prison. Of course he does. (laughs) Of course he had to bring it up in the high school presidential debate. He just shoehorns it into everything. Well, it's because they're they are influencing municipal policy at the <laughs> high school level. So to some extent, that does make sense. Well, we did find out that the president of the student council gets a seat on the school board. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's why all the sophomores are running. <laughs> <laughs> Not old enough to vote, but old enough to govern. Uh-huh. So that goes. Okay, uh, but then uh, the serpent, the swords and serpents, or is it serpent and sword or swords and serpents? I think it's swords and serpents. But I can't really remember. Yeah, what, yeah. what's Jughead? One of them, but it's <laughs> not a serpent club. Don't worry about it. I think it's called like swords and snakes, isn't it? Ah, I can't remember. It's something really. <laughs> <laughs> so of course they all have a meeting to see, like you know, of course you're gonna vote for Jughead, but. Betty's on the ticket. <gasps> and remember, Alice Cooper's serpent enemy number one. Serpent enemy she- number one. <laughs> Why is she serpent enemy number one? Because she left the serpents and has been spending years maligning them in the Riverdale Register. That's right. And Betty is the daughter of the number one serpent turncoat. <laughs> oh, the turncoat's daughter is what Sweet Pea referred to her as. <laughs> yeah, Sweet Pea goes a little over the edge on this one because he's the one that keeps like... As long as she's your running mate, you're not going to get the serpent vote, Jughead. And Jughead's at the meeting. Jughead's at the meeting. Oh, yeah. So is Betty. Runs those meetings. Yeah, Betty's also there. Betty's at the meeting. Well, oh, yeah. good for her. You got a campaign. Because <laughs> there's a, I have spent so much, so much time, <laughs> and I have done so much to help the serpents over the years, or over the years, over the last eight, six to eight months. <laughs> That's also the, my favorite part, too. She goes to Alice Cooper and gives her like a piece of paper, and Alice Cooper's like, what's this? And she's like, I need you to sign it. It's a release so that I can get a serpent tattoo. It's, like, it's a oh. release? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a permission slip. Uh-huh. So, so she can get a tattoo. Did she ever end up getting the tattoo? I don't think she did. She has it in this episode, but I mean now, well, we haven't even gotten to that part yet. But I Ugh. think now uh, Alice is probably going to allow her to do it. Molly. <gasps> oh. <gasps> What happened? Right, well, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. We gotta wait. Okay, 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 okay. 
I'm like jumping in my seat. All right, so we can't get it because that, that story. So at this point, that storyline kind of pops off over into a, a Jughead Betty storyline. So let's stay on Archie's storyline for a second. Okay. So a couple of guys <laughs> uh, named Lenny and Carl. Um, Which is interesting because that's definitely the two characters from The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Lenny Kowalski and Carl Martin uh, show up and they want tw- a 25% cut of the prison. This is mob related. Mob uh-huh. related. Uh-huh. Yeah, they show up and they're talking to Hiram Lodge saying we want a 25% cut. But the thing is that Hiram Lodge, all of his guys from Mon- Montreal, ever since Papa Poutine kicked it, his people in Montreal have abandoned him. So pretty much all Hiram has to depend on is his two goons and, and his teenager. His teenage, teenager. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the teenage boy who swore him a blood oath uh-huh. on his journal. But so, don't you worry. Once uh, Carl and what was it? Martin? Uh, Carl and Lenny. Carl and Lenny. Once they uh, you know, propose this to him. Archie stands up in front of Hiram at this Italian restaurant. I think they were kind of trying to be godfather with it, although Hiram is obviously Hispanic. Yeah, and not only like an Italian restaurant, but they've got the godfather like mandolin music playing (laughs) in the background where it's just like super cheesy. It's like, all right, all right, I get it. I get it. They're Italian. It's a mob thing. Settle down. Which actually makes me wonder why Hiram is involved with all of them. If you think about it, like, if this is the Italian mafia, they wouldn't have anything to do with Hiram Lodge, right? And why is his name Lodge? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Miha, I'll never understand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Archie comes up, like, in front of him. He's like, don't underestimate Mr. Lodge or me. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about, dude? What are you doing? He's like, he's like I threatened people. I've done these things. And, and Hiram's, like, looking at him like, what the fuck you doing, kid? This is not Shut the time. up, Archie! Just shut up, Archie! <laughs> You're running shut for up. fucking student council right now, little boy. <laughs> yeah, and so Archie starts lifting, listing off, like, the mean things that he's done. And it's pretty much, I beat up a rich kid, I chased a guy through the forest, and I survived a serial killer. Uh, and so, finally, Lenny and Carl, someone finally laughs at Archie. Finally. It's it ridiculous. Really it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> it's because it's ridiculous. And like afterwards, uh, Hiram was with him in the parking lot. It's like Archie, that was a real mad dog move there. Like you need if to he's crazy. Oh, he tells him like too much. You, you gotta- need to settle down. That was a Archie. That was a real mad dog move. I mean, maybe Hiram should stop inviting him to his fireplace and treating him like he's his number right? one fucking man. Oh, you can't even imagine what happens, Molly. Oh, oh. man. Oh God! So, uh, so the families come. The the two guys, Lenny and Carl, came back, and you know, and they're like, "Ah, we're g- still gonna take it," because now at this point, like Archie, uh, and then after that, I forgot about this. After that, one of Hiram's goons beats up Andre and puts Andre in the hospital. So at that point, wait, wait, Marcus, it wasn't just any goon. It was FBI agent Andrew. What Andrews? What was his name? <laughs> oh no, Adams. Andrew Adams. A. A. Anderson. <laughs> it was A. Adams. He's another turncoat. <laughs> but he he's he's he works for Hiram. He works for Hiram, but not anymore. Not now anymore. he's working for Lenny and Carl. Oh, and so. <laughs> It's just Hiram and Archie. 
<laughs> That's it. That's this powerful, very rich, extremely rich man, fantastically rich man who could easily afford to hire some goons, to hire some muscle. All of a sudden, it's just him and a 16-year-old boy. Uh, and so Archie, fucking Archie is like, hey, Mr. Lodge, don't worry. I got this. He is a wrestler, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was the whole thing is that like Hiram was like, I'm just going to give in. I'm going to give him the 25%. Like, it's just going to make things easier. I'm going to do it. He's like, wait. I've got another idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you so, talking about? But what's his idea, Marcus? What does uh, he fucking do, Marcus? The same thing he did last time. He goes to Reggie and is like, all right, I know I, I know you lost in the arm wrestling match, <laughs> but when you, if you help me in this, you can have the bulldog vote. Which is crazy to just give that up like that. Because <laughs> Archie's really sacrificing something here, you know? So what, what he does- What else? He's sabotaging Veronica, his uh, running mate. Well, you know, but it's all for the greater good. It's for the family. So what does Archie do but resurrect his old crew? The Dark Circle! No! No! Oh no! Not a bunch of teenagers in masks! No! They're back? They're back. They are back in full force. To take on the organized mafia. To take on armed pe like people with guns. Like a <laughs> lot of guns. And mm -hmm. A mafia. Armed mafia mobsters. Wow. Uh, so Hiram's supposed to meet uh, the mafia at the uh, Italian restaurant again. But then the waiter comes in and says, I'm so sorry, but Mr. Lodge is not able to make it. But he tells you to go out and check on your car. <laughs> <laughs> Which has to be Archie's move. It's like, how are we going to get him outside? I don't know. Tell him to call his car. Tell him to check <laughs> on the car. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guys go outside and then suddenly the dark circle comes rushing around the corner with their masks on holding their melee weapons their crowbars and chains and they say get out of here yeah we are keeping riverdale safe and then the car explodes what did the dark circle wire the car? I guess all these teenagers know how to fucking wire, like wire a car for explosives, because all of Andre's, all of Hiram's A team was all in the hospital or betrayed him. So that means that someone wired the car to explode. And so did it work? Did Letty and Carl get the fuck out of town? Well, that's the thing. So it's a short-term solution. Uh huh. Yeah. They don't have a long-term one yet. Yeah, and that's Hiram not how violence that. within the mafia works. But at the end. What does Hiram do but give Archie a new car? I don't get it. I don't. I mean, you know, I guess it's for his his um, allegiance. Yeah, his allegiance, and I believe he also pretty much told Archie at the end of it, "You're my daughter's bodyguard now." Yes. I really feel like this Hiram and Archie relationship has gone too far. And I feel like Fred is going to be like, where'd this new car come from? Well, Fred has oh, his God. own problems There's going. There's a whole other thing. 
<laughs> yeah, because like Molly Ringwald comes in and, you know, she confronts Archie and says, like, hey, your dad's going to be uh, he's going to be announcing his run for mayor here real soon. So you need to show up. You need to be there. Uh, and Archie's like, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm definitely going to be there because she says, I don't know who you are anymore, Archie. Because nobody knows who Archie is anymore. He's a mob. No, I don't think Archie now, knows who Archie is, to be honest. <laughs> I'm a prison. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what the problem is. And so, of course, Archie doesn't show up because he's helping Hiram Lodge. And Fred is, of course, heartbroken. I'll bet. Don't worry, because I think that Fred had a great announcement speech because he got Jughead to write it for him. So... <laughs> He's good to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was and it was very awkward when Archie came downstairs and Jughead was in the kitchen helping out Fred with the speech. Well, Archie's hanging out with somebody else's dad. Somebody else, <laughs> some other kid should hang out with Archie's dad. That's right? only fair. Yeah, it's only fair. Uh, so that's that's Archie's uh, plot. So let's. Let's get back to the Betty thread. Oh yeah, close God, it out with Kenny, Betty. Please, please, <laughs> get into the Betty thing. Does her darkness appear? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Well, uh, to start off with, they find the car in the river. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because there's apparently some dude who likes to trawl the swamp for abandoned cars and scrap metal. Even though FP put it in the river and was like, there, it's taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was our, it was uh, Jughead and Betty that put it in the river. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. It, FP, FP put bar- the, body. Yeah, yeah, the body. FP buried the body. Uh, so they're trying to figure out, like, who's, you know, like, what, what do they know? What do the cops know? Uh, so... Jughead and Betty, they pump Kevin for information and pops. Kevin is really useful in this episode. Kevin is very, Kevin's full of helpful information in this episode. (laughs) He knows all the things, man. He's an epicenter. Yeah, he really is. So he tells them, it's like, well, the owner of the car came and picked it up. They're like, oh my God. Who's the owner of the car? Come and pick it up. Who's the owner of the car? I don't know. Could it possibly have been one of the people that Betty called in the middle of Pops from the dead man's phone? Yes, (laughs) you are right. (laughs) Yes, it was. What was her name again? Darla. Darla. The one who was like, who who answered the phone. Who answered the phone, yes. So apparently uh, the guy they killed, who they keep referring to as the shady man. Yeah, the shady man, (laughs) you know. (laughs) (laughs) who from henceforth shall be known as the shady man yeah uh so they um they figure out that the shady man stole the car from darla uh and so chick for some reason decides he's gonna help and what does chick do but make it worse because Darla figures out what went on. And so Darla goes to the Cooper's house. Darla shows up and is like, I know what's going on. So if you want me to keep quiet, because she's like pretty methed out. If you want me to keep quiet, I could probably keep quiet for $10,000. But the bank isn't open. So she stays the night in their house, (laughs) drinking coffee, hanging out with them. She asked if they had any board games to play. (laughs) (laughs) And so the next morning, Betty goes to the bank. 
Because they have a apparently her and Alice have a joint account. She's like, so there should be no problem with you d withdrawing the money. Uh, and so they let this 16 year old girl withdraw ten thousand dollars from <laughs> an account with no problems <laughs> at all, no problems. But then Alice calls her up and says, Betty, don't come home because the guy that chick that tried to slash chick with the box cutter, the guy, the manager of the hotel, that Betty Maced. Yeah, I remember that Betty Mays. He just showed up at the house and started eating their snacks. He started eating all the chips. When <laughs> they come back to the house, there's like a bottle of cheese whiz out. Like they ate all the <laughs> snacks in the house. A, a lot of intimidation going on in the Cooper house. Oh, very much so. And so Betty comes back. But who did she bring with her? Another but bunch of teenagers perhaps <laughs> <laughs> the south side serpent oh! yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake, snake never sheds its skin yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, darla and the dude are like oh we could get used to this lifestyle we ain't going nowhere and that's when jughead kicked in the door and he and a bunch of other teenagers with switchblades came in and said yeah you're not gonna take out of us so you better get out I love that there's two teen mobs in this episode. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Problem with that is I wonder what Jughead told his friends that those people were doing at the house. Good question. How much information do these teenagers now know? And why was the guy from the hotel there? Unrelated to the murder or I somehow related? I guess to Darla called him. Darla, yeah, yeah, I probably. think they were friends. They were friends. Yeah, I, but, I think they were friends. And they also talked about the car being found once again openly in Pops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but see, I think that Jughead, because at the end of the day, they all have to be there for each other. I think he went to them and was like, hey, I need your help. Yeah. You know, I think that was more a serpent thing than any, you know, like I feel like that's, you know, yeah. it's like a, it's their gang mentality. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think he could probably explain it away by saying like, yeah, chick, he's gotten into some trouble. And so we need to get these people out of here. Uh-huh. But my favorite part of the episode is with, oh, sexy Alice Cooper, baby. Sexy, sexy. So she is now on the side of the serpents because the serpents yeah. just came in and saved them. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Good. And does she, oh, my God. The transformation of Alice Cooper back to Snake. She's got <laughs> this. She puts on the dark makeup again, and she's got this multicolored rainbow, like, not fluorescent, but what is it, like, tr not translucent, when it's, like, like it looks like a snake's skin, mm -hmm. uh -huh. but, like, like, shiny shirt on. And where does she go, Marcus? She goes straight into the arms of FP. Really? <laughs> but nothing happens. She shows up at the trailer, knocks on the door. He opens it up, looks at her, smiles, lets her in. And I don't know why I was so fucking turned on. Took the gum out of his mouth and threw it out the front door. Like he was going to go like eat her out for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, God. But of course, before she did that, she had to take care of Chick. Their son together. Uh, well, uh, we Maybe. don't know. We don't know yet. I still we think don't, so. We don't know yet. And Alice finally told him, you got to go. He's really? got to go. You yep. got to go. He said, this is the second time you put our lives in danger. You got to go. And you can't, you're not spending another night under this roof. And, and you know so what now Betty's moving back in. Yeah. And now met Betty's moving back in. But you know what I realized? Chick has never really done anything wrong. 
Yeah. He fucked up. Yes. He he did fuck up by going and getting Darla, but he never actually did anything wrong. He was a little creepy. Yeah. Definitely. But he or, did never do anything. Or did he do that as a thing against Betty, though? Like, did he know what he was doing? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think he was genuinely trying to help because he knew he was on thin ice. Yeah. I think he was genuinely trying to help. But uh, no, he's just a lifelong fuck up. Where's he going to go? Probably I don't know. Back to the hotel. I don't know. But he can't go back to the hotel because that's where the guy is. Right. Where did the homeless in Riverdale go? Wow. To the prison. <laughs> <laughs> Archie swoops in and he's like, "This, I got a great solution for you, Jake. <laughs> got this private prison thing that we're working on. I think it's going to be really great. This episode was fantastic. Yes, it was. Oh, man. Now I'm going to watch it and it's going to be all the better because I'm going to have <laughs> your guys' narrative like... Uh, juxtaposed with it in my mind. Yeah, secret uh, gay hookup tunnel. That's still my think my favorite. <laughs> wow, what an epic episode! It was a very epic episode, and they actually they handled the gay conversion stuff well. And they they did it in one episode. They got in and they got out before they gave themselves enough rope to hang themselves with. Great. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It good. was very good. But where is Cheryl going to live? At yeah. TT's? I don't know. Well, I don't know if Cheryl's going to be quite down with the South Side lifestyle. I don't think so either. Maybe Cheryl and Chick should get a place together. <laughs> <laughs> Although technically she's going to come into all that money though, right? Yeah, I guess if she survives. As long as they don't kill her. Yeah, as long as, as Claudius has no idea where to find But on the other hand, she is at school every day. So they do know yeah. to find her there. <laughs> yeah, she can't get too far, really. So she can't even drive yet. So actually, <laughs> wait, isn't that a thing? How are they driving? They're, they're 16. All they're all six- oh, they're 16. They're 16. Yeah, yeah, they're all okay. 16. Yeah, okay, sophomore year, I guess. I guess in the second half of their sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not football season anymore. Yeah. It's not wrestling. It's wrestling it's ra- season. Oh, it's always wrestling season in Riverdale. These, over these two <laughs> seasons, we've gone from fall to winter. <laughs> it's been a long year. <laughs> it really has. God, it has been a long year. You know oh, what? It, it just been. took us It took us as an episode length to describe this episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's so great, though. It was so great. I can't wait for you to watch it, Molly. And um, But now I, I think we're wait. on hiatus, right? No. No, no, no. We're not on oh, hiatus okay. at all. In fact, we there's no more hiatuses left until the end of the season. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I know. Me neither. We'll go back to watching episode or season one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And this week, though... <sighs> I don't know. This week is the Carrie the Musical week. Uh-oh. So I don't know if anything's going to actually happen. Uh-huh. I don't it's, know. Or maybe a lot will happen behind the scenes of the musical, Marcus. Maybe. I just hope they don't do one of those episodes because no one ever likes musical episodes I was gonna of, say, of shows. No uh, one ever likes those. No. There, there's like a small chance it could be a lot of fun, but m- the odds are not in their favor. No, their odds are no. not in their favor at all. Ooh, is Archie going to be in the play? Definitely. I think everybody has to be. The only one I know is that Cole Sprout, uh, Jughead, w- refuses to sing, so we know he's not in it. Mm-hmm. They all have an infinite amount of time to do extracurricular activities <laughs> in addition to city government activities. It's been a long time since Archie's done any homework, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. Or gone to school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Archie in a class in a long time. Yeah, no. or like eating dinner with his family or no. anything. No, 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 I don't think he eats. 
<laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, he's got too much. He's got to. He's got to make sure this prison gets off the ground. Because <laughs> if Archie doesn't support the prison, who will? Who will? He's Hiram's only man. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, chapter thirty-one, a night to remember. We'll see if we actually have anything to talk about. If it's just a musical. Maybe we'll just critique it. <laughs> I'm into that, too. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And this will also give me an opportunity to talk about the John Travolta doll that I bought in Indiana. Great. Yay! <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. Yes, please. <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. We got, well, oh, man. I'm going to be, I imagine we'll sing a lot next week. So Yeah, we could definitely yeah. sing our way through it. Yeah, probably. All right, bye. 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 Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.